0: Okay, it's finally here. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you already know I've been preaching for months now that Pinterest has changed the online business game for me and my business. And finally, today, you are going to learn how this beautiful little platform can do the same for you. Pinterest is an often underestimated and overlooked resource for business owners and lean in for a sec because Pinterest could be the perfect place for you to showcase your brand and business to an engaged niche marketplace that's ready to spend. You guys, Pinterest is not just a place for seeking inspiration or great recipes. It's a very powerful business tool. There are over 200 million monthly Pinterest users worldwide, all seeking and sharing helpful, inspiring ideas on the platform, and Pinterest users are action-oriented. Pinterest is not only a super effective place to ramp up your web traffic by sharing that valuable content of yours, but it is also a powerful place to showcase your products and services. Because here's the thing most people don't consider... Pinterest often acts as an information resource for many users who are preparing to make a purchase. And Pinterest's audience has a strong spending power. 40% of Pinterest users have a household income of at least $100,000 and these pinners are just waiting to be introduced to your products and services. And today's guest, Pinterest expert Liv Berger, is here to lay it all down for you. We're covering everything from getting started with Pinterest for business to best practices on the platform, how to please the algorithm, and which current trends you need to be taking advantage of to have success for your business. So, are you ready to start putting Pinterest to work for your business and achieving those big dreams of yours? Well, buckle up, my friend, because your business is sure to shoot toward the sky after taking in today's episode. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Liv, welcome to the show. This episode is very much anticipated by listeners. I've been talking a long time about how useful and beneficial Pinterest is for growing a business. So I'm super excited to have you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. So Liv, let's start by talking about you. How did you get into the business of helping people with their Pinterest? Yeah,
1: so it actually it started from a very almost selfish way because I quit my job in April of this year, which was great timing. But I just was longing for a lifestyle that would allow me to be a little bit more flexible and more freedom based. And so that really drove me to quit my job. And I was looking for different things that I could offer for other service based entrepreneurs that would kind of help them do the same and focus on wellness and gain back some of their time. And that's how I started really diving into Pinterest because Pinterest is such a great platform to increase your reach and just really on autopilot without having to put too much time and effort into it. Compared to Instagram, for example, where it's so much of responding to DMs and replying to comments and all that. And so Pinterest was just a perfect marriage of what I like doing anyway, from being creative and keyword research and the analytics side to what allowed my clients to claim back their time and focus more on
0: them and other areas of their business that were maybe falling short. Totally. So let's start with the basics because full disclosure, about two years ago, I wasn't using Pinterest at all. I had an account. I would look up recipes once in a while or maybe some photography inspiration. And about two years ago, a girlfriend of mine said, you know, you should really be using Pinterest for your business. And I thought, well, isn't that just something for recipes and searching, you know, inspiration for your home decor. And she was like, no, it's so much more than that. So in the most basic terms, can you help listeners understand what exactly Pinterest is? Yeah, totally.
1: And I completely relate to that because before I started diving into that on a more business side of things, I use Pinterest only for hairstyle inspiration and I would take screenshots to my hairdresser. But it's such a great goldmine really for businesses because so many people go on Pinterest to actually search for certain things. And 90% of people that go on on Pinterest are actually looking to make purchasing decisions and help them discover new products. And because of that, it's just a really great tool to utilize. If you have content that you put out there, whether that's a blog post or podcast, or if you have an e-commerce shop and you want to put your products on there, it's such a great platform. And I think one important thing to note that not a lot of people might know is that Pinterest is a search engine rather than a social media platform. And it works in the same way than Google does when it comes to keywords. And so when you search in Pinterest, for example, living room inspiration, that's also where you would put or where the people that use Pinterest would put marketing ideas or content topics for creatives or something like that. And so that's how people use it as a search engine because the results that will then come up will be hopefully your product and then people can look at it and then hopefully click on your content. So it's just such a great source to share your content and it's such a time-saving platform to compare to other platforms.
0: Absolutely. And I think like in the simplest terms, it's a visual search engine. So naturally, it's going to attract creatives. And I have to say, like, I can definitely get lost in Pinterest, just searching the how to's and going down a rabbit hole and following all these visually beautiful cues and calls to action. And one thing that I've learned by using it in my business is that people that use Pinterest, to your point, they take action. So what that's translated to for me is lots of web traffic. So since I started using Pinterest, now I'm getting about 10,000 hits to my website every month just from Pinterest. And it's not just hits to my website, but it's people taking action, they're grabbing a freebie, they're becoming a lead. And so I've really turned a lot of my attention to Pinterest for growing my business. And as a result, some social media platforms have taken a bit of a backseat. So I've been singing the praises of Pinterest for a while now, which is why I think this episode is probably very much anticipated by listeners. So you've prepared some tips about how to optimize using Pinterest for your business. Can we get into those now?
1: Yes, absolutely. So the first thing that I would recommend doing is for you to decide whether you want to keep your personal account separate or whether you just want to convert it into a business account. So there's no right or wrong. It's just really personal preference. And so you can do that really easily. If you have a personal account, just go in your Pinterest settings and it'll say switch to business account. And having a business account will allow you to access analytics and then with that track the link clicks, which is the metric that you want to watch out for and also start with ads. And so once you do that with switching your account or starting a new business account, you can then start to optimize your profile. And with this already, I want to mention keywords, which I know some people might shy away from because it sounds overwhelming, but I actually much prefer keyword research on Pinterest rather than keyword research on Google because it's a lot more straightforward and keywords really is what gets your content seen. You can have the most amazing content out there, but if you don't utilize keywords with words in your niche that are relevant to the people searching for your products, then no one is going to see it and with that no one's going to click and you don't get website traffic which is not what we want. So what you can do is you type in certain words that relate to your niche in the search bar of Pinterest and then you will see a bar that comes up with other suggestions which are things that other people search for and then I would suggest just making a Google Doc or something of a list of keywords that are relevant to you and then you can use those to add into your profile. So So for example, if you're a wedding photographer, then you'll want to make sure to really research what people are searching for and then put that in your title as well as your bio. And then once you have your account all set up, you'll want to start with boards, which is probably best described as lots of different, like if you imagine yourself in a board room, meeting room or something, and you have those giant post-it notes things, and then you'll kind of start adding smaller post-its to those larger post-it notes and they all are different content buckets so for the example of a wedding photographer one might be wedding locations one might be photography tips whatever it is that you focus on that's relevant to your niche you'll want to have a board with that and with that it's also important to again reference this sheet of keywords that you just created and then pull that for your descriptions both for the boards and then to the pins that you actually pin to it. And with that, the mistake that I see a lot of people making is they just add hashtags or they just line up all the keywords and then you have 20 keywords that are relevant to your niche. But if you read them out loud, none of them make sense together. So you want to make use of the spaces and the number of characters you have, but just make sure that reading it in a paragraph, it still makes sense and try to add in those keywords naturally, which is the same way then when it actually comes to creating your pins to write those descriptions that are relevant to what you're doing without overusing and overstuffing with keywords.
0: Very good. It makes a lot of sense. And I love that it's a bit more straightforward than using Google keywords and search engine optimization, because I know that those terms can be very overwhelming for listeners. And I love that you laid it out in a way that's simple and easy to follow. Do you have any more tips? Yeah,
1: so with, I always like to say keywords are great for getting your content seen, but The actual pins and the design of the pins is what makes people click. So same with keywords. If you have the most amazing and relevant keywords, but your pins aren't really that nice to look at, or they're missing some information, then no one is going to take that further click to actually go to your site. And So with that, you just want to make sure that you use the same branding for your actual brand, like what you use on other social media platforms, your website, same colors, same fonts, and just keep it simple. And I recommend starting creating around three to five different pins for one URL, always using a slightly different headline and slightly different descriptions, because that way it's kind of like an A-B testing situation and it allows you to see which do better. And then once you check in later, you can see and kind of replicate which of those did better. And so with that, you just want to make sure usually pins with humans on it and faces don't do as well than just a background, some design or of your product, then definitely make sure to include your URL either at the top or bottom so people know where this is coming from. And also make sure that all your pins are kind of cohesive. So they can vary in different layouts and styles. But if you look at all of them together, make sure that it kind of is a cohesive brand that reflects back to what your branding is like on your website and your other stories. And it's completely fine to play around with different layouts. But at the end of the day, just make sure they kind of all tie back together. So the design of your pins is really important. And for that, you don't have to be a graphic designer or super skilled in visually putting things together. And so with that, I use Canva, which is a really great platform. And there is a free version that still allows you to do a lot of things. But if you want to create some shortcuts with your branded colors and fonts, then I would recommend the paid version, which I'm not exactly sure with how much that runs for at the moment in US dollars, but it's not that much. I think it's between maybe $10 and $20. But I definitely recommend using that. And they've got tons of templates for you to choose from, and then you can just pluck and play. So don't worry about that. It's really easy to create visually appealing and beautiful imagery for your pins.
0: Absolutely. I know that that's something that I do in my business as well. And we're often thinking about trying to keep our designs as minimal as possible because The goal is to have other people sharing our pins as well. And they're going to be looking for pins that best suit their aesthetic too. So we try to kind of offer a little bit of a variety. And I love that you mentioned that it's really like an A-B test because it gives you a great way to look at what people are more likely to engage with and to share. And you can just kind of take that as a guide and create more pins that look like that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And going from that to what's really important and what's actually, if, if there's one piece of advice for you to take away, it's to not get caught up in vanity metrics, which means mm-hmm. don't focus too much on monthly impressions. And I always like comparing this to Instagram. So if you see someone with 2 million followers on Instagram, that doesn't mean that they're also making hundreds of thousands of money in like ad revenue and just income from collaborations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And same with Pinterest. So if someone has half a million Pinterest impressions, that doesn't mean that they're actually bringing back a lot of traffic to their site. So especially if you're starting out, it might be distracting and discouraging to see certain accounts in your niche to have that many monthly impressions. But what you really want to focus on is link clicks, which is how I just said about just creating. Beautiful images that people would then want to click on. And another tip with that too is to create a really quick call to action or just something click worthy that would make someone want to click on that pin. And so link clicks is something that you can track in your analytics, and no one else can see that on the outside. And that's why I'm saying to not get focused on the monthly impressions, because it just doesn't translate to link clicks or income or increase social media followers or podcast listeners or leads or anything like that, that Pinterest can do for you. So that's just something to keep in mind and not get discouraged about.
0: Yes, I love that. And I think it goes for anything, right? It goes for Pinterest, but it goes for any other social platform too. Don't get caught up in the vanity metrics when they don't really translate to your bottom line. What's important is what action you took and if it helped you meet your goal or not. And in most cases, your goal would be to get more sales or something like that. So make sure, I love that reminder, make sure that you're not getting caught up in the vanity metrics. They don't matter. (laughs) What's your next tip?
1: Another tip that I have is more another thing to also keep in mind, because people always ask me, when will I see results on Pinterest? And so the most important thing to know about this is that Pinterest is a long term strategy. So again, I always like comparing to Instagram. And in this case, Instagram posts disappear about 48 hours, you probably sometimes see a friend's post from three days ago, but then it's kind of gone forever from your home feed. Mm -hmm. Unless you actually go and check that. Person's profile out. But Pinterest really is a long term strategy because the half life of a pin is three and a half months, which means that at the three month mark, your content hasn't even reached the half point of its longevity yet. And so, with that, it's also important to keep in mind, for example, now, considering the holidays are coming up, if there's something that you want to put out that's relevant to the holidays, you need to do that now just because it kind of needs those couple months to really increase reach and get seen by more people. And so when you start working with the Pinterest manager, for example, or if you start working on it on your own, then don't be discouraged if you don't see amazing results after two or even three months, just because it takes that time for it to build up. But with that, the great thing is that even though it's the seven months of longevity of your pin, you don't really have to do much to work on the upkeep of that pin. And so let's say, for example, a year later, I've seen that so many times with some of my clients that a year later, their pins are all of a sudden going viral and they've done no work on this pin for the last year just because they put it up and properly researched it. And so Then depending on if it's a viral topic that people search more for a year from now, then your pin will get seen again. And so with that, it's just a really, really solid, great strategy, again, with such minimal effort, which is why I love that so much. But it's just something important to keep in mind because it's if you're looking for a quick success, Pinterest is not it but it's really worth it in the long term. And especially also because it's an organic platform. In my experience, it does a lot better with organic content than Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the other platforms out there because you don't have to put a lot of money even
0: behind it to see great results. Yes, I know that's been my experience. I've never paid for any advertising using Pinterest. I mean, I pay someone to help me with my posts, but they're all organic content and we've never paid for any ads and I still get incredible return on my investment with Pinterest. Oh, hello there. Quick question for you. Does taking a great brand or product photo feel like a code you simply can't crack? Do you want to give up trying to create visual assets for your business before you've even started? Well, you're about to discover the secrets to taking powerful brand and product photos while strategically sharing them in a way that will serve your bottom line without adding hours of learning to your already packed up calendar. If you're a business owner, maker, influencer, or affiliate marketer, you already know that showing up online with beautiful imagery is super important. That's why I created this free online training, especially for you to level up your brand and create the kind of imagery that catches the eye of your customer. The kind of imagery you can be proud of. During this retraining, you will learn my four-step framework for taking brand and product photos that will help you improve your sales and attract more customers without being salesy. You will also learn the top four mistakes most people make with brand and product photos and why these mistakes are costing them major profits. So, are you ready to up-level your visual brand assets? I thought so. For a limited time only, grab your seat for my free training at kellylawson.ca slash free masterclass. That's kellylawson.ca slash free masterclass. I am so excited to be your teacher and I'll see you in class. So I'm wondering about hashtags in Pinterest. Do hashtags matter considering all the words are searchable within the platform? I think they matter, but not as much as some people might
1: think. So two mistakes that I've seen people make with the descriptions is to just use keyword after keyword. So what I've mentioned earlier, just 20 keywords in a row, not really making sense. And using just keywords in your pin or board description. And while keywords can definitely help you get seen by more people, I wouldn't rely on it just on their own. So what you could do is you could use those keywords that you researched before, make those in a paragraph that makes sense and are relevant. And then you can add about five hashtags or so that, again, make sense that you've researched. And what I would say with hashtags is it makes a big difference of the exact spelling. So, for example, if one of your hashtags would be social media tip versus social media tips. So, that's something that you can research again in that Pinterest search bar and you can kind of get a feel for which of the two words is getting more results and more suggestions below it. And then you'll want to go with the one that has more related terms. But it also depends how niche you go because if you go extremely niche, then there probably won't be any relevant or much search for hashtags, but depending on what you want to, the message you kind of want to get across or which words you want to rank for, it can be a good strategy to use those. So if you just used marketing, it's probably not going to be that effective for you because chances are hundreds of other thousands of people are using the same hashtag. So get specific enough And I know it's quite vague to say that, but as you start playing with the keyword research, which also falls into the hashtag research, you'll get a feel for what people are searching for and how many results are out there. So I would say use a mix, but it's not necessary to use them.
0: Absolutely. Got it. So some of my listeners, I know they don't blog or they don't create regular content. And I know that that was a reason why I got into this in the first place, because my girlfriend said, hey, your content is really well equipped for Pinterest. You should be using it more strategically. But like I said, I know some listeners don't necessarily blog or have a podcast, but they do have an online shop. So I'm wondering how they could take advantage of Pinterest without having an enormous backlog of content.
1: Yeah, so that's actually a really great question. And I think there's so much potential for shop owners just because, let me start with some stats. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to analytics. And Mm -hmm. so, for example, the average sales order on Pinterest is around 50 US dollars, which is a lot higher than on other social media marketplaces like Facebook or Instagram or anywhere. So that's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. But also 40% of users have a household income of more than 100,000 US dollars a year. So that's a great starting point and some stats to keep in mind just to give you an idea of the relevance and the purchasing power that there definitely is potential for. And so if you have a shop, what you can do is something called product pins. And for that, you just need to add some HTML code to your site, which sounds a lot more difficult than it is. But Pinterest has a lot of very helpful resources about that. And if you struggle, they've also got really good customer service. So if you have any questions, they should usually respond in just a couple hours or a day even. But so once you install this HTML tag, you'll be able to post your images that you have on your site already. Ideally, it's, for example, if you have furniture or journals or anything like that, try and get photos that show them in use or in a situation where someone would use them rather than just a product photo with a white background because it really helps the user imagine what it looks like in their daily life. And so with that, then you can link back to your shop page. And so it also adds, if you do those product pins with the HTML data, it adds real-time pricing and availability. So if you change your price on your site, For a certain item, you don't have to be worried about having to update each of your different pins because it'll update automatically, which is great. And so there's also things, a feature called Shop the Post. And so if you have multiple items, so let's say you have a a lifestyle shot with three or four different items of what you sell, you can then tag each of those items within this photo and it'll all link back to the individual. URLs that you have on your site and it just makes it super easy for people to purchase and it also actually if you do the multiple one in one image users are able to purchase right through Pinterest but on the back end it still works the exact same as if someone would purchase it on your site so there's definitely a lot of potential
0: there and I would make use of that if you have products. Absolutely I love that and how important is it to pin the content of others on Pinterest?
1: Very important. I know that you might be hesitant to do that because then potentially you'd be pinning stuff from your competitors, but Pinterest really rewards social pinners. So, it's a give and take because then again, in turn, someone else will repin your content and that's why how it gets seen by more people. And so, usually I recommend doing about a 50-50 split or it can even be a 60-40% split with 60% of pins are from others and 40% of the pins are from yourself. And Like I was just saying, it's just kind of a nice give and take and support of others in this space. And just because it's not a one way road because the others are supporting you and your business as well. So don't shy away from that. And it's definitely part of your strategy in order to maximize reach.
0: I love that because it truly is a platform where we are building each other up and helping each other out. And it's a true community in that sense, in that Pinterest, just by the nature of how its algorithm is designed, rewards the action of sharing others' content. And I just think that that is in and of itself, it's wonderful and it's unique and most other platforms aren't designed that way. Yeah, I agree. So I know that there's a follow tab. I know that I can follow others. I know that other people can follow me. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how we can make that useful in our businesses?
1: Yeah, so if you use a follow tab, it has multiple benefits. So one for you, it allows you to see relevant content that you're interested in that's relevant to your business, and that will show up in your home feed. And if it's something that's related to your other content buckets, it just makes it really easy to see what kind of content you might be able to repin. So that saves time. than if you were to just search for different words that are relevant to you, because that would just take a lot more time going through all the different steps rather than just seeing it on your homepage right away. But it also helps others who find a new account, they will see who you are following, and then they might be able to find you through that way, if that makes sense. So again, really playing on the social aspect of it, because it just helps your content get seen by more people and it supports everyone using it with each other just because it shows the content that's relevant to you. And that way it'll just
0: get in front of more people. Absolutely. And I know that you can pin from Instagram. Do you have any best practices for pinning from one platform to another with Pinterest?
1: Yeah. So in my experience, pinning from anywhere but Instagram does better. But that's not to say that pinning from Instagram doesn't do well at all, because I've definitely seen success with that. I just, if you have a website, I usually always recommend to pin from the website. But that's not to say to not use Instagram. So for example, if you have a, a certain training or an IGTV or just something really valuable that you would want to share, then you can link to that. So the great thing with Pinterest is you can link to anywhere you want to. So whether that's your website, whether that's Instagram, whether that's a freebie or your podcast, your show notes, anything, your e-commerce shop, really anything that you have a link to, you can put on Pinterest. And so with Instagram, you would have to add and claim Instagram through your business account. So make sure you do that because that way it allows the tracking. And if you don't do that those links kind of just get lost in the Pinterest stratosphere. And so that's just one important thing to do before you start pinning from Instagram. But in terms of best practices, it's just really similar to designing pins for anything else that you might be putting out there. So for example, if you have an IGTV that you want to link to, then just create a static image. You can also create video pins though. But with that, I would create a static image with a headline that gives them an idea of, What they're getting, if they click on that, maybe a short either call to action or just something that would make them click. So for example, seven best photography tips, and then in parentheses, click to get the most amazing tip. This was a terrible example, but (laughs) just something that might make people want to click even more. And then always remember to put your URL on the bottom also, and in this case, the Instagram one.
0: Got it. So if you post something in a pin, because that's what we call a post. So if you pin something to Pinterest and it's underperforming, do you recommend that you delete it or do you change the description or do you start over from scratch? What do you recommend a person does if they have a pin that's underperforming?
1: Yeah, so I would not necessarily delete it, but... What I said earlier is a really great step here. So ideally, you would want to have created a couple URLs per link. And I know I said start with three to six per URL, but you really want to work that up to 10 to 15. Mm. And if you have a different pin for all of those, so you'll end up having 15 different pins for each URL. And that way you can track which are doing good, which ones aren't doing so well. And then you can take those that are doing well and just optimize all your pins that aren't doing so well. So even if that is from a different link, maybe once you have enough data down the line, it'll give you an indication of what kind of pins are doing the best for you. So you might be able to see a trend that way. And then you can just adapt that and go through your Pinterest analytics and look at all the pins that aren't doing so well and just apply the same to those. So that can just be maybe the descriptions are doing really well, but the picture isn't that appealing. So you could just reuse the description, but use a different image or the image is doing well, but no one's clicking really. So then or no one's really finding it. And so with that, then you would want to update your descriptions and your titles and just play around with different titles because usually I don't really like clickbaity type content, but it works. And as long as you don't overdo it with like scandalizing headlines or anything like that, it'll really help people click and it just something to inspire curiosity. And so it's just really helpful to utilize your Pinterest analytics that you'll get once you have the business account to just take a deep dive and see what's performing well, what people are engaging with, and which aspects of the pin are doing well or are not doing well.
0: And are there any specific tips for getting your content seen in the home feed or the smart feed of Pinterest?
1: Yep. That all goes down to keywords. And I can't stress that enough. And it's actually, I mean, I might be biased, but I really like doing Pinterest's keyword research just because it's so much more straightforward and more plug and play. And so with that, it can take, again, going back to how long it might take for your pin to really show up. It might take up to two months, but it can also only take two days. I've seen both, but it's good to have your expectations set beforehand that it might not show up immediately. But if you do a really good job with selecting keywords that are super relevant, that people are searching for, then you can have your content on the front page of Pinterest within a matter of days. And so yeah, it all comes back to keyword research. And there's actually a couple places that I wanted to mention for you to make sure to include those. And so the first place you want to put them is your profile title. So what you actually do and what your position is. So make sure you have that optimized. Second is the profile bio. So you'll want to add an I help statement. So if you're a service-based entrepreneur or if you have a product page or anything like that, just make it really easy for someone seeing your profile to understand what it is you're doing. And with that, you can also add the keywords. Then board titles, that's really important. So instead of just doing a board title called recipes, which is really broad, make sure you narrow it down a little bit more and really find niche that's relevant because even within recipes, there could be Indian recipes, there could be Italian recipes, there could be gluten-free recipes. And so with all that, there's so many different topics that you could even go into within recipes. So make sure it's narrow enough to also work with the keywords. Then board descriptions, already touched on that, pin titles and pin descriptions. So those are all the areas, just going to repeat that real quick again, Mm -hmm. profile title, profile bio board titles, board descriptions, pin titles, and pin descriptions. And it's just, it's really, it is a lot easier than it might sound once you start looking into that, especially if you're just listening to this on the go and you don't have it in front of you, but you'll get the hang of that. And if not, there's always
0: people happy to help out. Absolutely. So now I'm wondering, Liv, if you can give us a good daily workflow to follow with Pinterest.
1: Yeah. So what I would recommend doing is so Pinterest completely changes their algorithm all the time, which I know we're all frustrated about with social media platforms and Google and search engines to switch their algorithms. But with Pinterest, it's a mix of pinning real time and scheduling your pins and also of how many pins to schedule. So. There's two different ways you can schedule pins, which is either manually through Pinterest or a platform that I use often with my clients called Tailwind, which is about 10 US dollars per month. And it really helps take the time and effort out of it because you can just bash it within a week and you're, you're done for the next two or three weeks working on your content. But more recently, what Pinterest is rewarding and what's really helping is to manually pin each day a couple pins. So as for a number of pins to pin each day, that depends what you do and what your business is. So for bloggers, for example, they will most likely have a lot more content so they can happily pin up to 40 times a day, which is a mixture of their own content and someone else's content. So again, remember the 50-50 or 60-40 rule with that, and then it's not actually as much of your own content. But if you're a service-based provider or you have products or anything like that, I think around 25 per day will be good. And then again, keep the split with the pinning of others' content and your content. And once you've Figure out how many pins you want to pin, you can just start pinning and repinning other people's content to the relevant boards you have. But when it comes to pinning your own content, I would always, I just realized I should have mentioned this before when we were talking about boards, create one board that is just your content. So even if it's all over the place in terms of content and different tips and content buckets, just make one board to be just yours, which means don't add anything from someone else to that board. And that is the board you'll always want to start with. So let's say you just created your new beautiful pins in Canva or anywhere else you prefer. You will want to go in your board and click on the plus sign and upload your pins. And within that, you can then add the pin title and the descriptions, hashtags, link, anything you might want to add. And in there, it also gives you the opportunity to schedule it out to different boards. And So with that, again, I would go in now with the algorithm changing a little bit. It's also something you can play around with if you find that automating your scheduling through Tailwind isn't really seeing that much growth anymore, then I would start playing around with doing it manually. And that can only be like a pin or two pins per day and see what that gives you. And so to break it down with steps, figure out how many pins you want to pin, pin your pins first to your board. And then you can go and find other relevant pins. And the way you do that is, for example, if you go to your homepage and you'll see other people's contents, or you can go to who you're following that's in your niche, look at their boards, and then there'll be a button that will say find related content or more ideas or something like that. And so that will then give you a good indicator of relevant content that you can then use to pin to your different boards again that's not your board and that way you can kind of get the the 25 to 40 pins per day really quickly if you do it that way and there's also a really helpful chrome or browser extension with tailwind so if you're in pinterest you can just activate and click this browser extension and then it'll open tailwind and it'll show you all the pins that you have loaded and then you can just click and decide which board you want this pin to go to
0: Yes, and I know from using Tailwind myself, it's also very visual. There's a lot of drag and drop. It may sound overwhelming, but it's a really beautiful interface and it's so simple to use.
1: Yeah, and that's why I was saying too, it might be hard to imagine now, especially if you've only used it for personal use and if you're on the go, but if you're listening to this on the go and you have some time later tonight or whenever else works for you, just have a play around and that'll really help you get a better idea of everything that we've talked about.
0: Absolutely. So if someone listening to this today understands the value of Pinterest after hearing everything that you had to say. They understand it's going to be valuable for their business, but they're kind of overwhelmed with where to start. What do you recommend they do? What actions do you recommend that they take today to get started?
1: Yeah. So with that, I want to mention one thing that I already mentioned, but I really want to bring home the fact to not focus on vanity metrics. No matter what you do, just don't get caught up on it and just keep your head down and focus on what you're doing to get your link clicks up because that's where the money is. And then secondly, the first thing to decide is whether you want a new account or you just convert your personal account, which is super easy. Oh, and with that one thing, if you have a personal account and your boards are all over the place right now, you can make those Secret? And then you'll be the only person that sees them, but you can just keep them on your business account. But then it won't interfere with the content you have relevant to your business. But I would just really start playing around with keywords because that gives you a really good idea of what people are searching for. Because ultimately, you want to change your perspective from what you use Pinterest for to what your ideal clients use Pinterest for. So if you already have an idea of certain words that they might use, just ways they talk about the problem that you solve for them use those and see if anything relevant comes up and once you have a bank of different keywords you can see and plug and play for different board ideas and pins and so don't try and create 30 boards right away just start small you can have 5 boards even to start with which is plenty to begin with and get your feet a little bit wet with that and then again you can just start 3 pins per URL just start out really simple as you get the hang of it and then you can just ramp it up from there
0: I love it. And Liv, I know that you've created a free resource to make this so much easier for listeners. Do you want to talk about that now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I put together the full Pinterest setup guide. So if you're brand new to Pinterest or you want to switch to a business account or you kind of know what Pinterest for business is like, but you don't really know how to get it set up, how to claim your site, how to enable those rich pins, which is what allows you for a product-based business, for example, to add all that information to your pins, then I have a seven-step guide to walk you through all of those things. And so hopefully that'll give you a really good starting point and some more clarity around some of the ideas that we talked about today and just to get started
0: and start generating those leads on autopilot. Absolutely. So I'll make sure that we link all of those good things in the show notes. So how to get the resource and how to get in touch with you. And Liv, I can't thank you enough for sharing all of your expertise today. I know that this episode is so valuable to listeners. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for having me. That was so much fun. It was. I could talk Pinterest all day. Oh, same. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye. I could definitely talk about Pinterest all day. It definitely changed things for me when I turned my attention to it about two years ago. And now you also have all the tools you need to start driving traffic and making sales from your own Pinterest account. It's the perfect place to showcase your brand, business, and products to an engaged marketplace with plenty of spending power. And because you took in this episode, you've already taken that first step toward a Pinterest account that impacts your bottom line. The thing that really matters, not the vanity metrics. So what are you waiting for? Just think about where your business will be in three short months from now if you start pinning with intention today. Don't forget to visit the show notes at kellylawson.ca slash 033 or kellylawson.ca slash Pinterest to find Liv's resources to help you get started. And until next time, Workshop Warrior, don't be afraid to show up imperfectly and I will see you same time, same place next week, okay?